0: Thank you for downloading the Two Cities Church Podcast, where we are pushing back darkness by spreading the good news of King Jesus. And now, here is this week's message from Pastor Jeff Strucker. Hey, today starts a brand new sermon series. We are going to study for the next five weeks what we call at our core. And I want to start today by talking about the first of our five core values. But in order for me to set this up for you, let me share with you kind of honestly for a minute something that's kind of painful. And I think every pastor in, on the planet would say that they've gone through this more than once. Um, certainly we've gone through it. But let me explain to you one of those painful moments that happens as a pastor. We started In order to uh, help you set this up, I need to explain to you the start of Two Cities Church. Last summer, about 20 families came together, and if you live in Columbus, Georgia, and you're meeting here in this room, we came together right across the street in the lobby of the Burger King because we're a bunch of high rollers, and that's about as much as we could afford together. And we were meeting together and started to pray together about starting a church. Now, for those of you who weren't here at the very beginning, the conversation basically went like this. We decided that our community, this Chattahoochee Valley of Phoenix City, Alabama, and Columbus, Georgia, they don't need another church that's gonna keep doing things like everybody else around us does. Basically, the average church in our community unfortunately treats heaven and hell and the glory of God like a social club. What we said is our community really needs a church that is passionate about reaching people, about reaching people that are far from Jesus. We also said that because we live in this very multi-ethnic community, last summer when we were meeting together, about 110 countries were represented living in our community. And we said what this community really needs is a church that is passionate about reaching people far from Jesus and a church that is serious about looking like the community. And I just want to tell you, if you were to go to the roughly 440 churches, In our metropolitan area, you won't find five. I can tell you from firsthand experience, you won't find five churches that are serious about reaching people that are far from Jesus and really want to look like the community. All of this is the setup to tell you these painful moments that happen as a pastor see we started meeting together we started praying together we started talking about what it looks like when all of us passionately pursue the Great Commission that was last summer and then in about September one of those families people started showing up they started inviting their friends to these meetings where we were just praying about starting a church service in January and in September one of those families decided you guys aren't moving fast enough And I'm going to go to another church that is moving a little bit faster than you. And that loss was like a punch in the face. It hurt. And we still stayed on course. And this spring... When we launched our church services in January, some people started showing up in February. This is before COVID happened. And then some families started saying, you guys aren't doing enough for my children. And I'm out of here. I'm going to a church that is going to do something for my children. And that one was like a body blow. And then When we started moving to online only, and then eventually to meeting back in person, other families that have been connected with us over six weeks, six months said, Hey, you guys aren't really providing me what I'm looking for. So me and my family, we're leaving and we're going somewhere else. And that one was like a strong uppercut. And now I'm just going to be transparent with you for a second because In moments like this, when families are saying, I want my church to do this for me, and if you don't do this for me, I'm gone. When those moments happen, I really struggle as a pastor. See, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, I want... All of us have wants and preferences, and I don't get my feelings hurt at all when people sit down and look me in the eyes and say, Jeff, I want this from my church. My struggle is with the phrase, my church, because it's not really your church. It's not my church. This church belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. We call him king around here, and because he's the king, he gets to to decide what his church does and how his church does it. I don't get to make those decisions. You don't get to make those decisions. So it's really tempting for me, I'm just being honest with you, to beg people not to leave to ask them, what do we need to do to make it possible for you to stick around here? And if we're not careful, what we will do is start to do whatever we've got to do to attract some people and to keep some people and start to do a whole lot of things very mediocre at best. Maybe doing a whole lot of things poorly, which brings me to a conversation about core values and about core value number one. I teach leadership at the masters and at the doctoral level to seminary students. And when I teach leadership, we talk about values And the word value just means something that's really important to you. You place a lot of worth or a lot of value in this thing. It's important to you. And then I have a lecture about core values. And I tell them, do you want to know what's a core value? I'll give you a really simple way to figure out if this is something that's important, it's just a value, or if this is a core value. It is at your core, like the screen says. And here's the difference. A core value is something that you say, I would be willing to lose money or lose people over this issue every single time. Not once, but every time this issue comes up, I'd be willing to lose some money or lose some people. And we're going to spend five weeks describing what makes Two Cities Church tick. These are our five core values. We would not want to We would be willing to lose people over this. We want people to fall in love with Jesus. We want people to follow Jesus like we're following Jesus. But if they say, hey, one or all five of these things, that's not me. And there's nothing you can say, nothing that you could do that would make me want to follow or agree with these five things. Then we would say, man, as as sorry as I am to see you go, there's 435 churches in our community for you to choose from. You have a lot of churches to choose from. Core value number one for us, and this isn't in order of importance, this is just five values that you could put in any order. Core value number one, it's on your mobile app at the top of the screen, is to wow people. I said, wow, folks, I realize that word folks is kind of old school redneck language. We don't mind being considered rednecks around here because we use words that you would be able to memorize. That's why I use the word folks. But if you're not sure exactly what do you guys mean by the word wow, why don't you go ahead and open your mobile app up to this sermon page? I'm going to give you a two-word definition for that phrase, wowing folks. Or if you're following us online, right there in front of you, I'm going to give you a definition. And here it is. Wowing folks looks like this. You ready to type these two things into your phone or onto your tablet? Wowing folks is about everyday excellence, It's really important that you hear the word every day in this because a lot of us have this idea that excellence is something that you spend 20 years working towards, and after 20 years, you finally get there. What we're talking about wowing people is wowing them today, this Sunday, and continuing to wow them next Sunday. And if you want to know, well, how do you guys get to everyday excellence? Well, it's right there in that mobile app in front of you. Here's how you do it. And it ultimately boils down to the decisions that I have to make when a family looks at me in the eyes and says, Jeff, I want my church to do this for me. And if you're not going to do this for me, we're out of here. And here's the truth. Wowing people happens when you say no to a few good things so that you can say yes to the greatest things. Because the truth is, Nobody can be great at everything. Most of us, if we're really honest, can't even be good at a lot of things. So you have to make some choices. And the choices are, what are we going to be great at? And if we can't be great at these things, then we're just not going to do these things. That's what we mean by number one on this board by wowing people. Now I want to give you a vivid example of this. It comes from the Bible. This is when Jesus and his disciples are traveling together and they're invited to a dinner party at a lady's house. It's actually two sisters that are going to host Jesus and his traveling companions. This comes from the book of Luke, chapter 10. If you've got a Bible, a paper Bible, you can flip open there. If you don't own a Bible and you are in this room, we would be honored to give you one. There's one on the table out there. You can have it. It's a gift from somebody in our church for you to have and to take home with you. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. While they, Jesus and his followers, were traveling, he entered a village And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Now, do I need to remind you? It's a really, really big deal when Jesus Christ, the God of the universe made into flesh, comes to have a dinner at your house so you can put yourself in Martha's shoes, guys, ladies. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet while she was, uh, sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. Listen to Martha. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to get up and to give me a hand. I added the get up on there for you because she's just sitting around apparently doing nothing while Martha's working herself to death. And here's how Jesus responds. Please get this because this is the overarching verse for today. The Lord answered her, Martha, I think he was trying to calm her down. Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. And Mary has made the circle this word. If you're in the habit of marking in your Bible, Mary has made the right choice. And it will not be taken away from her. Jesus is saying, Martha, you're working yourself to death. You're doing a lot of things. And all of the things that you're doing are all important. But they're just not the most important thing. And now you want me to tell your sister who is doing the most important thing to stop doing that and start doing many things? I won't do that, Martha. Because what Mary is doing is the right thing, the great thing. And the many things that you're doing, Martha, they really just don't matter 10,000 years from now. So what we're going to do for just a second is we're going to take a look at everyday excellence for the next few moments. We're just going to cruise right through a couple of ideas. When I use the word wow, when we call it everyday excellence around here, I want you to understand what we're talking about to the point that if you're in this room and you invite a friend to come with you next week and they see this banner and they ask you about number one, hey, what does that one mean? Number one, you should be able to answer this one with three words. And here's what I want you to understand about wowing people. Wowing people is ultimately a daily choice. When you get up tomorrow, you have a choice to make. It's basically a habit. And like any habit, you start to do it, it feels a little bit uncomfortable, it's uh, maybe hard work, but as you do it more often, it starts to become a lot more comfortable, or it starts to become a lot easier. When you get up tomorrow, you have a choice to make, just like I have a choice to make, because come on somebody, I know this is you just like it's me. I have 50 things screaming for my attention when I get up tomorrow. And I could give all 50 of those things a little bit of my attention. And to be honest with you, maybe do okay at five of them and really poor at 45 of them. Or I can just put a whole bunch of those things off of my schedule and choose to focus on one or two things and decide I'm going to give those one or two things all that I've got. That's why we call it everyday excellence because when you get up tomorrow, you have a choice to make. Am I gonna try to do a lot of things okay? Or am I gonna do just a few things? Am I gonna get good at a few things? That choice is kind of easy to make. But you ready for this, y'all? Look up here for a second. It gets even harder. Because the truth is, now you also have a second choice to make. And the second choice is I can be good at a few things or I can be great at one or two things and only one or two things. So am I going to set her for good at a few things or I'm, am I going to get up tomorrow and decide I'm going to be great at only one or two things? And if those aren't the one or two things that I'm doing, then I'm just not going to spend my time and my energy doing it. There's a quick verse from the book of Luke. This is Jesus giving, uh, the book of Luke, giving us an example of this daily choice that we have to make. And Jesus says, if you call yourself my disciple, let me tell you what this requires of you every single day of your life. Not one moment in time where you bowed your knee and you prayed a prayer to ask him to forgive you. This is every day for the rest of your life. Here it is, Luke chapter nine, verse 23. Then he, Jesus, said to them all, If anyone wants to follow after me, that's what it means to be a disciple. If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross. Read the next word out loud, will you? Daily and follow me. When you wake up tomorrow, when I wake up tomorrow, I have a decision to make. Am I going to deny myself? Am I going to spend my time and my energy doing the thing that really matters? Or am I going to try to do a lot of things? And it's a daily choice. When I get up tomorrow, I have to make a choice about my time. You have to make a choice about your time. I, I got convicted about this some time ago because I watched a lot of people who were Christians, who have been following Jesus. They have been trying to be uh, good followers of him, but the truth is they were busy. They were overly busy. And as a result, they started to give a lot of time and a lot of energy to other things, and Jesus started to get pushed out of their life. It's not that they didn't love Jesus. It's not that he really wasn't their savior. It's just that work started to become more important. Games, friends, friends, social media, um, online events started to become more important, hobbies started to become more important, and pretty soon, and I'm not talking about anybody in this room in particular, but I've seen this with hundreds, if not thousands of Christians. Pretty soon, Jesus got the leftovers, and if they were honest, their leftovers for Jesus, they wouldn't dare give to their boss at work because he would fire them. If they gave to their boss at work what they were giving to Jesus, they didn't mean for it to get that way. Their life just kind of became that way. And all of a sudden, following Jesus just kind of got pushed out to the sidelines. See, wowing people, folks, is a sacrifice. It's a daily sacrifice. It's the sacrifice of saying, I'm going to have to give up some things. I'm actually going to have to give up some really important things. Some things that I really enjoy so that I can be great at one or two things. And as a church, we have to decide there's some things that we can be great at, or there's a lot of things that we can be okay at, maybe okay at best. And wowing people is a daily choice. Excellence every day is a choice. When you get up tomorrow morning that what I do, I'm going to give it everything that I got, and if I can't give it everything that I got, then I'm just not going to do it. It's a daily choice that we make. Here's number two. Wowing people is also about choosing to do, look at the words on the screen, they're very intentional, choosing to do the right things. You see, when the big brain business thinkers, when all of the leadership experts write their books and make millions of dollars about their books, they all talk about doing things right. Most of them skip right over this principle of doing the right thing. And I kind of want to ask all of these big brain leadership gurus out there, what does it matter if I get excellent at doing something that doesn't really matter? What if I give all of my heart and all of my energy and all of my attention to something that just simply isn't important? And I knock it out of the park. And the end... I'm no better than doing it really poorly. In fact, it's probably worse to get great at doing something that doesn't matter and and not be able to do the things that really do matter. You see, wowing people is about doing the right things and majoring on the majors, which inevitably means you have no choice. But to minor on the minors. Because when the minors start to become major, the majors are going to start to suffer. And wowing people is about doing the right thing. And just so that you hear this from me, I'm going to show it to you from the scriptures. Excellence is a team sport. You can't get there on your own. Here's how the book of Hebrews describes this. And I want you to notice how we are supposed, we need each other in order to get to the, um, become the followers of Christ that he's called us to be. Hebrews chapter 3 says it this way in verse 12 and 13. It says, watch out, brothers and sisters, so that there won't be any. It won't be in any of in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. And I need to pause for a second and describe the end. He's talking about followers of Christ. That's why he calls them brothers and sisters. They have already had a heart that is turned to God. And now he's warning us: be careful. That life itself, your busy schedule, doesn't pull your heart away from God. And by pulling your heart away from God, inevitably pulling you to something else. Whatever that thing is cannot be as good as God. It will inevitably be evil that it starts to pull you away from your relationship with God. But I, I, I chose these verses because of what it says next. Look at this. But encourage each other daily. While it is still called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. What this verse is saying is we need other brothers and sisters around us. I'm not good enough to be the kind of follower of Christ that he's called me to be, and neither are you if you're doing it by yourself. Just reading your Bible, praying hard, doing your best effort will never get you to the level of following Jesus that being in a relationship with other people, connected deeply with other believers, is going to get you to. This is why Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, when they're on a team Everybody on the team gets better because everybody watches how those guys play ball and sees how hard they're working. And when they see that level of LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry excellence, the rest of the team starts to work harder and starts to give more. And the whole team starts to get excellent because excellence attracts excellence and mediocrity also attracts mediocrity what hebrews is saying is you need people to do life with you i need people to do life with you with me because without that my faith will never be what it could be what it should be today when this service is over with we're going to tell you how you can get connected And go deep with other brothers and sisters that are passionately pursuing Jesus. They're trying to be excellent in their relationship with Jesus. And by you hanging around them, you're going to get better. And by them hanging around you, they're going to get better. I'll give you a way, a really simple way of getting connected and starting to do life together. If you'll just hang with us to the end. What I'm trying to say is you can never get on your own to the place in your walk with Jesus that you will get to when other brothers and sisters are around you, just like the book of Hebrews describes for us. It's a daily decision. It's about doing the right things. And then when you finally got to this stage, wowing people third and finally becomes not just doing the right things, but doing things right. And doing things in such a way that when people see what you're doing, it leaves them with the word, wow. You see, our church has a choice to make. Right now and every day until Jesus comes back again, the choice is, are we willing to do today what it takes to do a few things right And by working really hard and giving it everything that we've got today, our church is able to to do today what other churches will not do. And then tomorrow, our church is able to do what other churches cannot do. You worked really hard. You gave it all that you've got today. And because you're working really hard, because you're growing, because you're becoming a church of excellence that wows folks, tomorrow, when other churches see what the Lord is doing in your midst, they won't be able to replicate that because they didn't put the hard work in today like you you and I are. Here's how, um, one final verse, here's how the book of Ephesians describes this for us in chapter six, verse seven. It says, serve with a good attitude and I need to remind you that this verse is referring to slaves serving a master or an employee serving their boss. Serve with a good attitude as to the Lord, not to people. What you do, give it everything that you've got. Do it to the best of your ability and do it like your boss is the is King Jesus. Do it like... He's the one you're working for. Not some jerk who really doesn't care about you and is willing to step on you just to make themselves look better. Give it everything that you've got because there is a God in heaven who sees what you're giving and and notices how hard you're working and will reward your efforts. I'm flying through this material today so that I can tell you just how significant this is for us right now as a church. And to be honest with you, I have a confession to make because over the last nine months or so, we really haven't been wowing people with a lot of what we've been doing. I could sit around and blame it on the COVID virus. I could say that it's the Cunningham Center on the campus of CSU's fault. I could say it's just because of my challenges of working three jobs just to try to pay the bills. That is not an exaggeration. But the truth is, those things aren't really why we're not wowing people. The reason why we're not wowing people is we started doing more than we should have been doing. And because we were doing more than we should have been doing, we couldn't do the things that we were doing with excellence. And instead of pulling back and instead of holding back the reins, and instead of saying until we're good enough that we can do that thing with excellence, we're just not going to do it. I made the mistake of giving less than my best to this church and to God. As a leader, I made a mistake of accepting less than the best of others to this church and to God. And that's why we haven't been delivering excellence. And so what I've been convicted about over the last several weeks preparing for this sermon today is to just simply decide, God, from this point forward, if we can't do it, and if we can't do it with excellence, if we can't be everyday excellent in this thing, then we're just not going to do it right now. It's not that we'll never do it. Maybe we will one day. But we're just not going to do it right now. Because what we do, the thing that we decide to do, we're either going to get really, really good at this. Or we're not going to do anything else until we get really, really good at this. You should be sitting in your seat right now or watching this online saying, what is the thing that you're referring to, Jeff? And I can answer this for you in one word. It's the word discipleship. We are a church that is going to radically pursue reaching people that are far from Jesus. This is what discipleship means. Training up them to follow Jesus, those that do know Jesus, to invest in them and to give it everything that we've got so that they have the tools to reach more people that don't know Jesus and train them up to follow Jesus until everybody in this room and everybody who's watching online around the world is equipped to go fulfill the great commission. That's the thing that we're going to wow people with. We are going to be the church that when you get done watching one of our services online, please hear me. You don't say, wow, that church is awesome. We're going to be the kind of church that when you get done coming to a service in person or watching it on the line, you say, wow, our God is awesome. What an awesome God that we serve, that he has called me from my sin and into a relationship with him. And he gives me the honor, the privilege of being able to be a big part of his mission to redeem mankind, to rescue people from their sins, to train them up so that they can rescue more people. And if we get good, please hear me, at a whole lot of other things and we fail at this thing, Then in my opinion, we have failed God and we've missed the most important thing. So when I say wow people, I really want people to understand we're talking about discipleship, wowing people to help them become the leaders that God has created them to be and that he's called them to be. So here's the three words. Please forgive me for treating you like elementary students. I don't mean to be, um, belittle you, but I want you to say these three words out loud. If someone were to ask you, what do you guys mean by wowing people? You should be able to say these three words. We are going to wow or bust. We will put it all on the line for this thing. Wow or bust. Would you say that out loud? When it comes to wowing people, we're going to go all in on discipleship. It's wow or bust on discipleship. And if we fail at everything else but get that one right, I'll go to my grave a happy man. If we're really good at everything else and we fail at that one, I will, I will feel like we have failed God. Because this is the reason why God's church exists on planet earth this is what the name two cities church really represents it's god's people who belong in the city of god but he has left us here on the city of man to make disciples who are trained up and equipped to make more disciples until he comes back again so now i just want to talk to somebody who's watching this stream or maybe you're in this room who's not a christian and you have kind of other things it's not that you're mad at Jesus. It's not that you don't like Jesus. There are just other things that are more important to you. If that's you right now, then just a moment, I want to challenge you to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who was willing to go to the cross and to pay for your sins. He loved you so much that he wouldn't leave you in your sin. He was willing to give his life up so that you could be made right, so that you could be cleaned up, so that you could be called his disciple. And in just a second, I'm gonna offer you an opportunity to surrender to the king of the universe and to invite him to take charge to call the shots in your life. But I also want to talk to Christians in this room. Because if you're like me, life gets busy and pretty soon Jesus starts to get pushed to the side. And when Jesus starts to get pushed to the side, we need other Christians around us. This is why we need the gospel as much today, every day, taking up our cross as we needed it the day that we first came to, to faith in Jesus. Because... I need him to remind me, Jeff, you're doing a lot of things just like Martha, but you're not doing the most important thing. And instead of acting like Martha, I'm going to give you the chance today to act like Mary and to do the one thing, the great thing, the thing that matters most. We hope you enjoyed this message. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to stay in touch by joining our email list through the link in the show notes. Have a great week.